Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Yeah, doing well. I'm glad I don't have rats or spiders around me. This is true. <laughs> I'm like happy about. I'm like pretty happy about that. If we manage to do three episodes of recording, we could fit one in for an Abacond or something like that. <laughs> Just get the real oh, trifecta God, yes. with. Rats. With a winking dead body, John Voight getting expelled out of an anaconda. Oh. Yes, that's what we remember most from that movie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what would be good is a double feature of like bad '90s creature movies, like Anaconda, and then you do Deep Blue Sea. Double oh Anaconda. yes, and then the thing we remember from that is the big speech from Samuel L. Jackson, and then he immediately gets killed. Yes. <laughs> The thing about that movie too, I was when I was young, I was very hyped for that movie. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. why, I was just buying into all the commercials they played on the radio and TV, and then I went to watch it, and I thought it was the most amazing thing ever. And now I rewatch it, I'm like, this movie is trash. It's not, <laughs> it's not good. But you know what does hold up is Arachnophobia, because that's also a movie I watched yes, as a kid. Absolutely. And I was surprised because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, and. I'm surprised this movie has held up very, very well. Um, it is a great movie. It's yeah. it, and I, I think uh, it, it's funny because it, it was directed by Frank Marshall, mm-hmm. who is like mega producer. He's he was he's Spielberg's guy, right? Yeah. Like he's Ka- Kathleen Kennedy and Spielberg's guy. Um, this was his debut, and he learned from the like, like he learned from the best. Um, so and it all appears on screen because arachnophobia really does feel like an amblin entertainment movie 100 percent. you're watching it yeah there's so much there's so much there, there's whimsy with within it but it knows how to dig really well into into like it's it, the fiber of what it's about you know what i mean like and and the creepy crawly of it works so goddamn well the production value is top notch, and I adore Jeff Daniels and John Goodman so damn great in this movie too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. Like surprisingly very frightening too. Like it really is. Yeah, I'm glad they made the choice to use real spiders instead of like some sort of puppet or I guess this is before the days of like CGI really, but like mm-hmm. using the real spider in. Almost, I, th- I think almost every single scene that you see a spider is an actual spider, mm-hmm. other than like when it's actually on someone's person. But mm-hmm. it was it was very effective. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what is arachnophobia about? Well, spoilers, spiders. But uh, after a nature <laughs> photographer dies on assignment in Venezuela, a poisonous spider hitches a ride to his in his coffin to his hometown in rural California, where arachnophobe 
Dr. Ross Jennings has just moved in with his wife, Molly, and young son. As town residents start turning up dead, Jennings begins to suspect spiders and must face his fears as he and no-nonsense exterminator Delbert McClintwalk fight to stop a deadly infestation. Which is a John Wayne reference. Yes. His name alone is a John Wayne reference. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, Julian Sands is in the movie, which is very bizarre because he's been missing for a week. And yep. Yeah, that was very weird timing because I was w watching this movie and then I just was looking up stuff to research and one of the first things that pops up is arachnophobia actor Julian Sands has been missing for a week. I'm like, oh, jeez. So. Yeah. Warlock. Yes. Warlock himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, very bizarre. Hopefully he turns up okay. Absolutely, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um... Almost the first time we watched this movie. Oh boy, a uh, VHS when it came out. Yeah. So like ninety one, ninety two around there. I'm in the same boat. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I was obsessed with the poster. Mm hmm. Mm. Poster is so awesome, and I was like, yeah, I, like I didn't get to see it in theaters because I wasn't old enough at the time. But no, as soon as I, when I saw the trailers, the trailer for this at the video store, I was like, I have to see this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it, the poster is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, Christopher Landon's remaking it right now. Yeah, Ooh. which I'm very excited for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I trust in Chris Landon at this point, so. But also, um, like, for him to remake something, I'd be like, hmm. But, like, he's doing something that naturally is a horror comedy, which I think he does very well. So I think it's, like, yeah. it's a very good fit for his sensibility. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for what's to come out of this. Um, but, yeah, I, like you said, this movie holds up. Every time you watch it, it's still entertaining. It still gets you your skin crawling. Yeah. And... Yeah, there's just everything about this movie is top notch. Like, I, I I always keep handing it back to Frank Marshall because it's astounding that this is his first feature film that he mm. directed himself. Like, it's it's crazy because like I and then he would do Alive. I think three years after this one, that's the um, the the so the uh, rugby team that crashes in the Andes and has to eat the their dead. Yes to uh to stay alive um and on disney I, I, was, I i think yeah it's on disney plus too i think that's the um it's it's kind of like the the peak of great frank marshall because then of course he did congo in 95 mm. which wasn't which the book was phenomenally better yes um but uh i i mean that that one two punch of, of arachnophobia and alive mm -hmm. um really 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 solid stuff and yeah um i i feel like this is a movie that will stand the test of time even in another decade two decades you'll you'll still go back to it and it's still still effective yeah how about you taylor was this the first time watch for you uh first time full watch i feel like i don't even know when i i was definitely like a teenager or preteen or something like that. I don't know if it was just on TV or someone that was in my household rented it, but I saw like bits and pieces of it. 
Um, but yeah, first full first full watch for the podcast. Nice, cool. And yeah, I I yeah, like Steve, I got it on a VHS, and yeah, I I remember rewatching it like a few times just because I had so much fun with it, but also it scared the crap out of me too. So okay, um, emails. Renny says, I didn't shower for a month after watching this movie when I was six. That is totally justifiable. Yeah. <laughs> Little shower weird. spiders are shower spiders are just uh, their own brand of terror on top of regular spiders. Mm-hmm. You feel in so the, vulnerable. In the nineties yeah. they were really dead set on scaring kids on, from showers. Between the it miniseries and this. Yep. And I'm sure, you know, many people watch Psycho when they were you young, even though it was, you know, an older movie. I just think they were just there was a vendetta against showers as the <laughs> for some reason, so, um, yeah, I could I could totally see that because yeah, it would be very frightening to think I have to have a shower and your imagination as a kid just runs wild and you think what if a spider pops out and bites me? Mm-hmm. Um, Lyle says this movie scared me more than any other horror movie, but now I keep. Now I'm keeping my feet off the ground. Oh, like as a reference <laughs> to the movie. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know if you need to keep your feet feet off the ground all the time, but or maybe just wear yeah. some boots or something, you know? Well, sometimes they're above <laughs> you, so might not might not always help. You might want your feet on the ground when you need to run. I'm just thinking yeah. of that scene from Un- of Unknown Origin where Peter Weller's in the hammock, and I'm just thinking, Lyle's just living in a hammock his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to go to the floor and catch the spider on the floor. Um, and then Ben says, some of the best horror films have more than a touch of good comedy within them. Arachnophobia is a wonderful example. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. That's something that, you know, speaking of Terrifier, Terrifier is just not funny. It is just a balls to the wall, here's horror all the time experience. But I... Yep. I enjoy something like an arachnophobia where, yeah, there's some horror, but also they just, they know they have to keep things light for you to stay entertained, too. Mm-hmm. And not mm-hmm. all the time, but for a lot of instances, it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of brevity in your movie between the, the, the gruesome kills. Uh, yeah. Best line from this movie. There's some real banger lines oh. in this. Yeah, and I wrote down, I think, most of the comedy ones, too. Like when Jeff Daniels has that line, maybe I'll get lucky and all of our systems will be ravaged by disease. Kind of like having seven patients in one. Um, Or any of the John Goodman lines where it's like, would anyone object if I tore this floor out? And the wife goes, I would. And he goes, false alarm then, lead on. And just keeps going. Yeah. Which, in, it, in and of itself, is horrifying to find out you live in a house that really should be probably torn down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, there was, like, uh, a line where, in my opinion, Dr. Metcalf isn't aware of the difference between his ass and a hole in the ground. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> But yeah, John Goodman really does steal this movie with his quotes. You can tell 
whoever yeah. was writing that role and John Goodman were both having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Best performance. This one might be tough because there's some really good actors in this. Yeah, I like I really like Jeff Daniels in it, but I'm gonna have to go with John Goodman. Hmm. Yeah. There's something so cowboy about him in it, and yeah. he really is leading with that John Wayne energy, and. It just works on on Delbert's character. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping John Goodman would show up a bit more often, and him and Jeff Daniels would be almost like buddy cop kind of mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still enjoyed the times when he did appear, but I kind of wish he poked his head out a little more often. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really like Jeff Daniels in this. I think he does a very good. Um, kind of every man, and he does that in a lot of different roles. But like, yeah, this, he plays yeah. it so well. But at the same time, too, he has the the fear of spiders and whatnot. So I think they keep it interesting in that regard. Like, you you really like he could just be a very boring person, but he's not. He's quite interesting actually. So, um. Best kill. There's some. There's some good kills in this. Unlike of unknown origin, which has none practically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I d- I did find the kills a little underwhelming. Like most of the time, the characters just get bit and then they kind of fall over and then they find their body later on. And in the beginning, when that guy gets basically sucked dry, like I thought that's what the spider was going to be doing to everybody throughout the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And I guess it, it's not quite possible because they wanted to run the whole story of. Oh well, we're th- we're throwing a little shade on Jeff Daniels' character's uh, competence as a doctor a little bit, and and that that kind of subplot there. Um, but I did wish that the spider kills were a little more flashy, I guess. Fair, yeah. Or or gruesome in some way, you know. Um, I mean, I cried a little bit when you see the the reflection in the spider's eyes before it dies. I felt sympathy for the spider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the flame, the flame ball's great. Yeah. Yeah. The flame ball is really great. Um, the one that messes with me is the um, the football helmet. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just, that just, there's just something um, undeniable about it, about it being so close on your person. In, mm-hmm. in your head, ugh! It just—it still fucks with me. And that scene he, still is still absolutely horrifying. And mm-hmm. like, as he puts the helmet on, and he can feel it in there because I think mm-hmm. he like taps the side of the helmet a couple times, yep. and like, yeah. oh, that was so creepy. Yeah, I think that one's so effective and so well done. I really like it. Even with the older Doctor Metcalf too, when he puts his foot in his slipper or whatever, when the spider's in there, like I've. I'm not necessarily with a spider, but I've put my foot into a shoe that had a solar fish in it before, and even that was too much for me. I had to check my shoes for like a week after that. So, okay. having a giant spider okay. in there that will kill you with its bite? No, 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 thank you. Yeah. Um, dumbest decision. Uh, I put don't fuck with the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it all leads to Julian Sands' character. Yeah. I was gonna say not like spraying down the coffin before he sent it back. You know, 
would have been mm. would have been a good idea. Maybe something like bug killer or something. Because they're you're taking it from the jungle to like rural California. That would have been like just not not a hard thing to do. And you're not desecrating the corpse. So, but obviously you wouldn't have a movie if that happened. So. Mm. Um. I'm trying to think of what other dumb decisions there there were, but realistically, I think if you don't see the spider there beforehand, there's not that many decisions to be made. You're just the victim. Yeah, fair. Although uh, I guess one one could say releasing that spider at the very beginning of the movie into the barn, because that was the one that I think got got frisky with the jungle spider. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that was a bad decision. Yeah, well, good to know the spiders, like many of us, enjoy the good hookup every so often, so. <laughs> In a barn. <laughs> yeah. Just like humans. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also felt like it took Julian Sands' character a very long time. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. Like, he comes very late in the movie, and it's like, dude, could you not take him, like, a faster flight or something? Like, that felt a little weird. Okay, I think it's time to rate this movie. Let's everyone think for a score. Oh, this is an all timer. Uh, nine out of ten. I love this movie. Uh, mm. I also go a nine as well. It's not. It's definitely not a ten. But I don't know. I was thinking an eight, but an eight feels a little too low. I do. Yeah, that's I do have I a good time with this. I think yeah. I dock at one point. It would be perfect if there was a better kills than this. That would be yeah. what takes it from a 9 to a 10 for me. Um, I'm probably going to go low on this then. Um, and and I feel like I maybe have just been spoiled by other ridiculous horror movies where like the, the, the monster or the creature has something extra to it. Because mm-hmm. for this movie I was like, yeah, they got a killer bite, but that's that's... They're just regular spiders, kind of otherwise. Um, and I feel like there was it was missing a little bit of creature magic for me in that in that sense. Um, so I was gonna go. I was gonna maybe go closer to a seven. But I will say that this movie is uh, on my rewatch list. Like there are some movies that I just can't. I, I'm like one and done, and I'm fine. But this is one that would go on my rewatch list. Yeah, definitely could have benefited from having David Arquette, and then basically it would be eight, like a freaks. <laughs> that classic how dare, how dare you compare these two movies <laughs> they're really nothing alike I actually no, not even a little bit I don't know why but watching this movie I was very tempted to go rewatch Eight Legged Freaks and then I stopped myself and said no you got too much self respect for that so. Oh, I, I the last Spider movie I watched was Lavalanchula. I don't know if either of you have seen that <laughs> on the streaming services. I love the name though. <laughs> um, it's 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 exactly what it sounds like. Um, spiders that come up from I think they come up from like the center of the earth in in Los Angeles and they spew lava everywhere. And there's cameos by uh, uh, the Sharknado guy, and it's it's basically that kind of movie. <laughs> mm. Amazing. Okay. All right. Well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Steeple Dead. You can also find me on Letterboxd. Um, you 
can try. You can find me on the PlayStation Network at the Steeple Dead. Why not? There you go. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's the one people have been waiting for. Uh, besides the only fans, uh, yeah. right? Um, but uh, and I'm also on the shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time. That one is across Canada, so just Google it to find your uh, your local feed, or uh, find the podcast the next day on the Friday. Nice. And Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I occasionally hang out on Instagram and Twitch under the username Techronomicon. I upload movie scores from all the movies we watch on the podcast or cover for the podcast um, on Letterboxd under the username Circeanic. And I have a blog where I post about random shit that I'm doing elsewhere on the internet uh, every once in a while. Circeanic.home.blog. Nice. Uh, yeah. ThreeAngryNerds.com for me. Uh, Twitter. Film Critic Kurt, Fate of Qual, Letterboxd. Um, yeah, I'm not really doing as much radio stuff these days, but, you know, that's the game we play. Sometimes you get the luck of the draw, sometimes you don't. But, we'll see. Um, yeah. And then, next episode, or next recording. Boy, oh boy, do we have two movies that are really going to push the boundaries. <laughs> We have uh, a Frank Henlauter double feature of Brain Damage and Frankenhooker. And. Yes. Frankenhooker. I have not seen that one, but just judging the title, I have maybe too high expectations for how <laughs> ridiculous that one's going to be. Oh, oh it, it'll meet and exceed your expectations. Okay. Perfect. It. The tagline Perfect. of the movie is A Terrifying Tale of Sluts and Bolts. Oh my god, I'm ready. I'm so ready for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no way to describe Frankenhooker. We just... Same with brain damage. Brain damage is, is also very bizarre, but in a great way, too. Uh, Frank Lennon, our hen lauder, he directed Basket Case, which I think we've covered on this mm -hmm. podcast yeah. before. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that'll give you a good idea of what to expect uh, from these two. Uh, I would say underrated movies, but probably not. Um, they're probably fairly rated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.